Introduction Both of my parents survived the Holocaust. The bare-bones version of their story goes like this. Spared for a while from numerous deportations, and after managing to live through the Allied bombing of Hamburg in 1943, my father, from age 15 to 16, was imprisoned in Buchenwald concentration camp. My mother was a 13-year-old hiding on a farm in the Polish countryside after escaping from the liquidation of the Vilna ghetto. They met after the war was over, as refugees in Sweden. They married in Israel and immigrated together to the United States. By the time I was born, on the last day of the 1950s, my parents were living in their first purchased home in Schenectady, New York, on a street called Van Rensselaer Drive. I was their second daughter, born two years after my older sister Monica, and to be followed six years later by a third child, a son they named Raphael. The end of the war was more than 15 years and several thousands of miles behind them, nations and oceans away. We kept a small black Labrador named Sparky, and we had a Chevrolet, and my father, like most of the men in town, worked for General Electric. We planted maple trees in the front yard. According to the family photo albums, we celebrated birthdays and holidays, rode bicycles and visited nearby lakes in summer, shoveled snow and practiced ice skating in winter. By all appearances, we were a happy American family. Amid the disordered fragments of my childhood recollections, I cannot remember first hearing my parents' war stories. It seems to me that I always knew. Shards of their past lodged themselves inside me at birth, if not before. I don't wish to sound melodramatic. Most, if not all, of my peers, the so-called second generation, share this sense of inherited trauma amid a spectrum of emotions that often feels too nuanced to name. Although for much of my early life, my identity as a daughter of Holocaust survivors tended to set me apart from what I imagined were other people's normal families, in my adulthood, I began to discover, at first to my amazement and then with waves of empathy, that members of the second generation of non-Jewish Germans were carrying a parallel set of complicated feelings. Given the chance to listen, I found that although their stories sounded anything but identical to my own, the tangled emotions they described suggested an unlikely yet compelling familiarity. Disproportionate burdens of grief, anxiety, rage, and so much more. Ghosts of experience that both did and did not seem to belong to us. Gradually, my awareness expanded to recognize a web of intersections among other groups, too. Descendants of Vietnamese refugees, Cambodians whose parents had survived the killing fields, Japanese descendants of atom bomb survivors, as well as families who had been interned in American camps during the war. I feel a deep resonance while reading about survivors of the Armenian Genocide and the tales told by their descendants. I witness accounts of the mass murders in Rwanda, studies of the centuries of racial violence and abuse 
inflicted upon Native Americans and African Americans. Every day, reports of hate-driven devastation in some distant or nearby locale remind me that human evolution includes the repetition of atrocities on a scale that defies all reason. Kriegskinder, Nachgeborenen. These are words for my German counterparts, children of the war, the ones born after. Tätergeneration is the word that refers to the generation of perpetrators.